0: Hello, hello to all my wonderful friends. I pray the Lord today will absolutely speak to you, bless you, and magnify His holy name. I'm going to share something with you today that the Lord just showed me in a powerful way a few days ago, and I just want to make sure we're all on, and I'm going to wait till you all come on. In fact, let me say my hellos. Share this with your friends, because this is really key today. And yes, this is live, this is not taped. Today is Friday, the 30th, and okay, here we go, hallelujah. Thank you, by the way, for joining me. It's really wonderful to see you sweet people becoming a family here together. Hello to Edward, hello to Rash. Taman, Taman, hello to Moses, I see Moses with me every day, and many of you like him. Hello to Ashok, hello to Ebenezer, hello to Zelia. Now listen, while you are coming on, you sweet people, God's beloved people, you. And by the way, I pray the Lord today will really answer your, your prayers. In fact, we're going to pray at the end that the Lord will prosper you and meet every need in your life today. Today, I'm going to believe God with you. My faith today is strong for you. It really is. The Lord has put a tremendous word in my heart for you. And about a week ago, in prayer, I just, you know, I've seen this before, but something just happened in my heart, I want to really share share with you about prosperity, about prosperity. Because a lot of you, you know, you write me, your prayer requests, so many of you are, are asking God to bless you financially, and, you know, you're praying for things to do with finance, and you're asking for prayer. I'm going to show you a secret today from the Bible that I really believe is a secret if you really capture it and see it. So let's just wait till you all come on. Hello to Ada from the UK. Hello to Mebudi. Hello to Sunanda. And hello to Grace. Brittany. Bless you. And love you too. God bless you. You're also wonderful people, every one of you. Um Hello to Mark. Uh, no, sorry, Mahavir. Hello to Elizabeth. Okay. Well, thank you, dear. Elizabeth says, uh, really appreciate, so many of you are coming on so fast now, uh, the great teachings. Well, thank you for saying that. You know, the Lord spoke to me a year ago, or over a year ago, to be on every day, because my, my real desire is to strengthen you, all of you, because I believe we are coming into very, very troublesome days. We're already in them, but I think it's going to get worse. And as long as we are grounded in the Word, all is well. All is well. So, and then, you know, when I look at your prayer requests, you know, I say a lot of prayer for family and healing and this and that, but so many of you uh, send emails about finance. Uh, You're having trouble with... uh, jobs or money or things you need and so on. And I just want to show you something that God showed me that I think will really bless you. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. And, Lord, I thank you. You're going to show them today and speak to them from your word, from your word. Let them, Lord, receive your word in Jesus' name. And, Lord, bless them, bless them bless every one of them financially. Now, Lord, you know the needs in your people when it comes to finance. And you said, wonderful Lord, casting all our cares on you, casting all our cares on you, including financial cares. You care. You really care for us. And you do answer our prayers and meet our needs. I give you the praise and the glory. You're going to do that. You're going to do it again and again in our lives. And God's people said, Amen. All right, let's go to to Genesis 26. And this is where it really kind of came alive um, in this amazing verse. But let me just read beginning at verse 1. It says there was a famine in the land. Now, we've all read this chapter. I know we've heard it preached and so on. So there was famine in the land beside the first famine. So this was not the first time that there was a struggle financially in the life of Abraham or Isaac. And it says, And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines. And this is the natural thing sometimes to do when we face a problem financially. We always look somehow for the natural things in life or people or the bank or you know, we we actually look for things that, sh- that, you know, don't work anyways. And God said to Isaac, and the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down to Egypt, don't look to the world. Dwell in the land, stay where you are. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham your father. Now, the words I want you to focus on is in verse 3. And this is what kind of jumped out of the page for me recently. Where God says, Stay in the land. I will be with thee and I will bless thee Now, that's the headline. I will be with thee. I will bless thee. Now, I've shared this before. I know that. But I saw something a few days ago that really, really, like, was a rhema word to me that I pray God will will make that so real to you too. Now, when he began to sow, he did not sow. Please hear me. He he did not sow into the ground, because when he looked at it, he saw death. He saw famine. He saw lack. So he had to change his vision from looking at the ground or looking at the promise. It's like Moses, you know, when he stood in front of the Red Sea. His physical eyes saw the Red Sea. His spiritual eyes saw the word of God. The people of Israel, with their physical eyes, saw the Red Sea. They could not see God. That's why they, they complained. You brought us here so we would we all die and perish. But Moses said, fear not. Because he was seeing the invisible. He was seeing the promise of God. Because God said, I will take you to the promised land. He saw the promised land already. He he was already in it, if I may say, by the Spirit. Isaac was already into the words in verse 3. What God says, I will be with thee. So who did he see? He saw God. He did not see the land. Hallelujah. He did not see the land. He did not see the famine. He saw God. Like David, you know, when he, when he said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Did he see the valley? No. Because he said, for thou art with me. He saw the Lord. I think when we sow seed, or when we do anything in our Christian life, We need to see the Lord, not the condition, not the situation, not the valley of the shadow of death and so on. That's a very terrifying place. But David saw the Lord. He didn't see the valley. Moses saw the Lord, not the Red Sea. Our vision then has to change before prosperity can really become reality. Our vision has to change. It's all about vision. When it comes to prosperity, I'm telling you, I feel the anointing talking about it. When it comes to prosperity or anything we receive from the Lord, it's our vision that matters. It's our vision that matters. We are a heavenly people with a heavenly vision. Paul said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision in the book of Acts. It's all about vision. Elijah said to Elisha, if you see me going up, you'll receive what you want. If you see in vision, if you have a vision of me going up, he wasn't meaning, you know, if you see me with your eyes, because he did see him with his eyes. Listen, this is key. He physically saw him go up to heaven. But that's not what Elijah said. And I, I, you know, I really... I never thought about that in this way. Because when I see the Bible now, I see it's all about our vision. Without a vision, we receive nothing. Without a vision, we perish, the Bible says. So when it comes to prosperity, your vision has got to be just right. You have to see the promise, not the lack, not the debt. Not the problem, not the situation, maybe a lawsuit, maybe a problem with your business. Don't even consider it. You have to see it with the eyes of faith. You have to see it in the spirit because that's where it all begins. Miracles in our life always happens in the spiritual realm and then they manifest in the physical realm, in whatever things we believe for. So, I will never forget when I asked the Lord to fill the stadiums when we had the the crusades. I did not want to ask. I did not want to ask. Because I felt unworthy, you know. And I remember having a vision of saints crying out, What are you waiting for? Ask for it! Ask for it! I saw it in my Heart, it was so real, I could not deny it. Saints and glory that I believe I will see one day in heaven. I was in my prayer room. And I could see them saying to me, What are you waiting for? Ask for it. And I saw myself, can you believe, when I used to sell ice cream back in the 70s in Canada, right after I got saved, I would see myself in a white suit preaching to crowds. In the, in the kiosk selling ice cream, and I would tell Bob Tadman, I keep having these, these images of me preaching, oh, he says, you, you, you're just losing your mind, he said to me. But it happened! Because a vision becomes reality if you hold on to it. Through the promise of God we receive vision. This book of the law will not depart out of your mouth. You'll meditate therein day and night. That you may observe. Joshua 1.8 talks about a vision. The word of God literally brings forth vision. That you may observe. Observation. Vision. This book of the law will not depart out of your heart and mouth. And then you'll observe. What is observe? It means vision. So information produces what? Vision. Vision. God's word gives vision. And so when you look at the promise, like Isaac saw the promise, what was the promise? The promise wasn't, I'm going to give you a hundredfold. God never said that to him. He said, I'm going to be with you. And I'm going to bless you. So when he sowed that seed in the ground, he did not see the land. He saw the word of God. He saw the words, I am with you. I will bless you. And when he sowed his seed into the word of God, not into the land, into the word of God, that's why I think a lot of people lose, you know, financially. You know, they give and then they they don't receive the harvest. Because they are giving to a situation Or they're giving because someone said give. Or they're giving to the church or whatever. No, no. We give to the promise. You got to get this. We give to the promise of God. We sow into the promise. Are you hearing this there, Chad? It's powerful, huh? What God showed me a few days ago was so amazing because I was thinking about David and Moses and Elijah and Elisha. How they all lived by vision. Abraham, it says he saw a city whose builder and maker is God. He did not see his condition. In, in Hebrews 11, it says he looked for a city. He saw a city, a heavenly city. Paul said, our affections are to be on things above, not on the things on earth here. We are a heavenly people with a heavenly vision, with heavenly eyes. Looking at the promise of God. Now, the reason he reaped, the reason he was blessed is because he sowed into the promise, not into the land. Not into the land because the land was dead. And what happened? The land came back to life because he saw the promise. He, he received a hundredfold return. The enemies began to envy him. So, From now on, I want you to do something maybe you've never, ever done before. In fact, I'm beginning to do it. You know, I've always been a giver. But I think the Lord really showed this to me because He wants to secure all of our futures, you and me. So, in Deuteronomy 8 and verse 18, it says, Thou thou shalt remember, the Lord thy God, It is he that giveth the power to get wealth. How? By seeing the promise. By having a vision of the promise. That he may establish his covenant which he sware unto thy fathers as it is this day. So, when I begin to sow, what am I sowing into? Alright, let's look at it. Let's, I mean, let's look at the promises first of all. And let's really take hold of this. So in Genesis 28, 12, it says, The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. That word is storehouse. The word treasure is storehouse. A house full of good things for you. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure the heaven, to give rain unto thy land in its season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Stop. Stop right here. When I see the promise, and that promise becomes rhema to me, that promise becomes life to me. And how does it become life to me? Because the Bible says, All the promises of God are in Christ Jesus. So when I see Jesus, that promise becomes real to me. Because he is the one who gives me the promise of God. All the promises of God were made to his son, to the seed of Abraham, the Messiah. But we are told in the scriptures, all the promises of God in him are yea and amen. Meaning, they are in him, not in something else or someone else. So I have to look at Jesus. When I say, Lord, you are my source. You are my source. I have nowhere else to look. I look to you. Like Jehoshaphat said, Lord, we look to you. Those enemies are out there, but we look to you. We have nowhere else to look and that 's when the when the victory came and I think when we when we see the Lord and his promise to us, everything changes, and then we sow into the words, "The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give rain." To bless the work of your hand. And you lend and not borrow. Wow. Isaac saw the words. I am with you. I will bless you. He sowed into those words. And the harvest came. Because he, he could not sow by faith. Looking at death. He sowed by faith. Looking at the Lord. Looking at the promise of God. You, do you remember when Peter walked on the water? His eyes were on the Lord first. And then when he looked at the wind, he was, he, he was about to, to drown. huh? So how could he walk on water? Because he saw Jesus. But the second he take, took his eyes away from, from the Lord and saw winds and the storm, he was about to go. Faith is very powerful. I remember when I went to see Miss Koeman the first time, Catherine Koeman. There was a lady from Australia that had been healed miraculously. And I'm sitting there listening. The glory of God was just all over me and around me. You read this in Good Morning, Holy Spirit, if you've read the book. And then I had one question, like I questioned it, just like Peter. I took my eyes off the Lord and looked at whatever. And I said, oh, really? You know, I don't believe that. That glory lifted, right? I could feel the glory of God lifting off of me. The Holy Spirit was grieved by my questioning. And then I said, oh Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I believe. And the the presence of God came back. The anointing came back. I'm sitting in that service. I learned a lesson about God. It doesn't take him long to leave if you question his promise. God is very sensitive about that. He cares about that. That's why he's pleased with faith. It says we can't please him without faith. So you you sow into his word, into the promise of God. Deuteronomy 29.19 says, here's another great promise you can sow into. You sow into the promise. Okay? This is uh, Deuteronomy 29. Oh, I love it. So when 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 you believe God's word and you sow into it, keep therefore the words of this covenant and do them, that you may prosper in all you do. So you can. So Father, I you said I will prosper in all I do, and I am now sowing my seed that everything I do will prosper. Or Psalm thirty four ten, the lines lack. And so on, but he that seeks the Lord will not lack any good thing. Or Psalm 112. Well, the God's word says, Your seed will be prosperous. Let me give you an amazing promise from the Lord that I know you know, but you need to sow into that promise, into that promise. So when you sow, see that promise, like have a vision. Of the word. There are hundreds of promises in God's word that will give you a great vision, just like Joshua 1 8 says, if the word of God is in you, you'll have vision. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Now we know the promise, but are we sowing into it? Are we sowing into it? Or are we sowing and not thinking about what we're sowing into? Are we thinking about ourselves? Or what we need from God? No, no, no. You sow into the promise and God will give you exactly what you need. Because often people sow and say, Okay, I'm sowing for a house. I'm sowing for a car. I'm sowing for a job. That's not in the Bible. I'm sorry to say I don't see it in the Bible but if you sow into the promise you'll get the house you'll get the car you'll get the job whatever you're looking for you'll get it from now on begin to sow into the promise of god find the promise believe it let it become your vision sow into it because it, the promises of god cover everything in life everything in life i mean we all remember deuteronomy 2812 okay you lend and never borrow. God will bless you going in, bless you going out in that whole chapter. Find a promise and say, Father, you said it. I believe it. I see it. And now you sow into the promise. And you'll see that God will bless you. Many promises. Uh, Proverbs 22, 4. I mean, we... You know, I can give you many promises. You can look them up yourself. There's so many uh, these blessed promises of God dealing with prosperity. You know, I'd love to send you, I probably will, I'm going to send you every promise in God's word dealing with prosperity if you'll ask me for it. Let's send me an email and ask me to send you every promise, and I will. You can send it to my email, Pastor Benny at org, I'll send it to you. In fact, I'm, I'm going to have Danny put it on our website so you can just go and download it. I'm going to give you every promise in the Bible and you can focus on a promise that promises something you need anyways. And say, Father, you said it. It says in verse 4, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Now, Okay, I can spend hours here giving you promise after promise after promise. But I think you know every one of them. You've heard many. And I'm going to send you all of them so you can get it. So, what is it you need today? What is it you're asking for when it comes to finance? Oral Robert said to me one day, he said, What do you want God to give you financially? I was too ashamed to ask. Because I, I no one ever said that to me. He said, Well, you pray for healing. You pray for the salvation of loved ones. You pray about all kinds of things. Why don't you pray about needing money or needing? So he said, What, do you, what are you looking for? I said, Well, I'm looking to pay off my home. He said, Tell God that. And I did. And the Lord said, and Orl said, Write it down on the envelope when you give. Lord, here's what I'm looking for. And the Lord said, one day, he said, do you believe this? I said, yes. He said, then thank me for it. And I, and I said, Lord, I praise you and I thank you. I'm coming out of debt and the house will be paid off. It was paid off within six months. A man named Emerald Tannis, God spoke to him to pay off my home. I wasn't expecting it till Oral said, you have to expect it. You have to see it happen. I've, I've had this happen in my life many times, but I never saw what I'm sharing with you now. That when you have a vision of the promise, of the promise, that's when prosperity will be yours daily. Because it's in God's word. It's in God's word. I've not seen the righteous forsaken ever. Or seed begging for bread, ever. And the Lord wants us to see the harvest. And that's what Oral told me years ago, Oral Roberts said. He, he said, focus on the harvest. But frankly, you cannot focus on the harvest without focusing on the promise. It's the promise. So the Lord said, give. Okay, we all do. It shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men give to your bosom. And when we look at that promise, and that promise becomes real, and becomes a vision, God will fulfill it. God fulfills only the visions we see not the ones we don't see. Now, Lord, come on, let's just let's believe God. Lord, we come. I ask you, Lord, to speak to them about what I just said in your word, about your promises. They are yea and amen, no matter what they are, whether it's spiritual or emotional or physical or financial or anything else. Lord, yeah and amen. Now, Lord, a lot of your people today need financial blessings. They need to pay off that home or car or bills. Lord, I pray they'll not focus on the bills or the car or the house or anything else. They'll focus on the promise you gave. The promise you gave. And let that promise become so real to them, it'll penetrate their being. It'll penetrate their being. Bless them in Jesus' name. And prosper them in Jesus' name. Amen. The one thing I don't believe is I don't believe, you know, if you give a certain amount, you'll get whatever. That's not in the Bible either, in my opinion. But if you give into the promise, God will bless you with way more than you you can even expect. So today, when you give your offering today, And I'm going to ask you to do that, of course. Because it's in God's word. Jesus said give. It's not an advice, it's a command. And we obey his word. He said give. A true Christian is a giver. But when you give today, focus on the promise he gave us. Focus on the promises. Begin with Genesis and go right through. But again, I'm going to send you all of them if you'll ask me for it. You send me that email, pastorbenihan.org. But now it's time to give, okay? So go ahead and sow your seed. And Lord, I'm believing with them. The harvest will come as they see your promise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you can sow right on that platform you're, you're watching me on. Benhin Ministries. Or you can go to our website, benhin.org, Or you can text BHM45777. I... I tell you, the miracle is going to happen. You're going to be amazed by what God will do now with you. Hallelujah. We praise your Lord. Amen. Love you. I'll see you Monday. Thank you, Lord.